Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented, as always, by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined once again by my man, Jim Eichenhofer. You're back. It's good to see you, man. I missed you. I tell you, I only missed one show, but it really did feel like I was gone a while just because we were in the rhythm of doing a show every other day, or at least I was. You still are in that rhythm, but yeah. I, I did miss one show. I did have family in town, so I spent some time with them Monday. Um, kind of m- missed... Not, I guess not the worst show to miss because I'm, I know people were a little dejected by what happened Sunday night. Yeah, so yeah. now I'm back to spring in action after one of the best wins I've seen around here in a long time. Yeah, you picked so your good spots. Timing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Aaron Summers did fill in uh, marvelously in your absence, but I got to say I did have a big Jim Eichenhofer poster hanging in here just so I could look <laughs> at it and just, you know, every now Inspiration. and then dap it up. Yeah, for yes. sure. I mean, we got to talk about that win last night. I feel like a lot of New Orleanians were feeling dejected. Um mm-hmm worried about uh you know the matchup last night the Mavs were coming in fully healthy Luca who has just owned the Pelicans even at full strength coming into the Smoothie King Center after we were already a bit deflated after that Jazz loss it could have been disastrous if we lost two in a row at home but man that felt it was almost worth the loss beforehand for how good that game felt to win last night it really did I mean it was a great win in so many different ways I mean even the part about we've hammered home the point so many times for months now about getting off to a better start to the season and avoiding being in a hole. I mean, obviously two and two wouldn't be the end of the world, right. but I, I think as you mentioned, I mean, you got to start stacking up home wins too, because there aren't that many home games the first few no. weeks of the season. So you want to make sure you get them while you're here. It's really only three of the first 11 games of the regular season are in the smoothie King center. 
So that part of it was great. But just when you add up all of the different circumstances, and we'll get into this with Graf about how they did it and the ways that they were able to pull off this win, it was a great sign. I think just, you know, to be three and one short term, but also long term with so many of these guys that are at the early stages of their career to not even have, I mean, some of them obviously didn't have much advance notice that, Hey, tonight you're going to play a lot more. Yeah. You're going to, you're, you're going to start for the first time as was the case with Jose Alvarado and Najee Marshall and, and Trey Murphy, or you're going to play some good minutes off the bench after you have not played other than kind of the end of games that were blowouts, which was the case with Dyson Daniels. So really all four of those guys played really well which is a great sign, but I mean, just what a, what an awesome team win. I mean, I think that's one of the best team wins I've seen for this stage of the season in October in the time I've been here. Look, we were, we were wondering where with two of our leading scorers out, where some of the scoring was going to come from. And with our, basically our best defender out, where was the defense going to come from? Those defensive rotations were great last night. And obviously uh, we're going to talk about it with Graf in a little bit, but Dyson Daniels, really showed what he's made of in this game. He had three steals, and I think, I want to say two of them. I know at least one of them, he just ripped the ball away from Luka Doncic. His very first steal was against Luka Doncic. Graf mentioned on the broadcast last night, he can First tell of his career, First officially? of his career, yeah. yeah. Uh, was a Hall of Famer. Who's that's got, great. And, and Luka Doncic, who's, I mean, that's that's a hell of a stat. And Najee Marshall also had the assignment of Luka right off the bat, so just not an enviable way to to be thrown into the fire in terms of being in the starting lineup. But I thought those guys did a good job overall. I mean, Luca was two for 13 on threes. He had three turnovers. I mean, he still ended up with 37 points. Yeah, he got his. And was pretty efficient from the field. But, I mean, that's a tough matchup. And there's just not – I mean, there's a reason why that dude is so good. It's Teams don't have that matchup where you have – you don't have multiple defensive guys that can hang with him. So, I mean, he did a, he did a really good job, Najee and Dyson – um, just making up for the fact that Herb Jones wasn't able to play. Luka's going to get points. That's mm-hmm. the thing. He's still Luka Doncic. Right. Uh, but to be able to limit him there, and especially in the fourth quarter, where his three-point shooting really kind of took a dive when we needed it the most, mm-hmm. uh, that was great to see. And, and again, very timely. And you mentioned, too, the you know where are you going to get the offense from? I mean, the Pelicans were still able to score 113 points. I thought the first quarter from just a math standpoint that they scored 40 points, but also from a mental perspective that they set the tone in that quarter by saying, you know, we're going to come out. We're not afraid of the Mavericks missing three starters like they are. Um, Jose Alvarado, I thought the first quarter was great. Very I think he aggressive. scored maybe most or maybe all of his points in that first quarter, able to get into the paint, able to shoot some floaters and some kind of one-handed spinning type Crazy yeah, stuff he his over bag. bigs. I mean, he's his confidence has gone way up in terms of when he gets into the paint. He's just he. I think he was a little hesitant and apprehensive last year as a rookie, which a lot of guys are. But I mean, he showed a lot of good stuff. So they're still able to score 113 points. And Dallas actually played pretty well. It wasn't yeah. like you know sometimes you say you beat a team be, while you were shorthanded because they took you for granted or they just didn't have it wasn't their night i mean dallas still shot 50 percent from the field and i i thought that they still had a, a pretty solid game they only turned the ball over 12 times so yeah. it wasn't like you just took advantage of a night where the mavericks were sleepwalking they still had a lot of good stretches um after the pelicans took the lead in the first quarter in the first half the mavericks answered in a big way and were able to go up by as much as seven 
So, I mean, I think Dallas thought, okay, we took their best punch. Now we're going to close them out in the fourth quarter. And, and to the Pelicans' credit, that was not what ended up happening. And, and, and again, the second time the Pelicans have sort of weathered one of those comebacks, you know, when, when you see the Pelicans were down 17 at one point against the Jazz. Uh, the Pelicans mm-hmm. got down after leading the whole game uh, against Dallas when they started to storm back. And to weather that and to overcome it uh, for this game, I mean, it really speaks to the uh, – they talked about it after the game, some of the players, the we, we score mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, to get that scoring stretched out over, what, eight players scored – in double figures yes. uh, for the Pelicans, mm-hmm. to, the, to be able to distribute that and to be able to have that mindset, I think is it speaks to what we can look forward to in this season. And I think even though there's no way to prove this and there's no tangible way for me to measure this, I do think when you say that the two games where the Pelicans were able to weather a push by the opponent, playing at home and having the crowd that has been there these two games was a factor as well. I mean, absolutely. They're, they're, the crowd was so into the game both nights, and I think it, it, in some ways even more so Tuesday, even though you know Sunday was the sellout game and the game that was hyped and people looked forward to it for you know months during the offseason. Tuesday, I think the crowd understood the, the, the uh, situation really well of like, okay, there's three starters out and just was appreciative of the efforts that the Pelicans made. I think – if it, even if it hadn't been a win, like say, God forbid, New Orleans ended up losing that game by Luca makes that three at the buzzer. Yeah, people would have been disappointed, but they also would have by the loss. But they also would have been like, man, that was a heck of an effort that these guys put out there to be able to to do what they did. So, I think that was a factor in Tuesday's game as well. Is just the the home court atmosphere and advantage is definitely building right now. Yeah, to actually have a home court advantage. I mean, it's let's be honest, it's it's fairly new, and I think. To a certain degree, we felt like we were playing with house money. You know, whatever mm-hmm. happened uh, on Tuesday was sort of what was going to happen, and we just wanted to see what the team was made of, and to really see what the team was made of by taking it to Dallas. Uh, I mean, I cannot stress enough: get in the Smoothie King Center for these home games if you can. Be at full throat, be loud, and cheer this team on. It it really puts wind in their sails, and I think you saw it then. Uh, we got Graf coming in here, the radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. And uh, we're going to sit down with him here right now. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with amex terms apply joining us on the pelicans podcast hopefully you heard his calls of the game uh, last night voice of the new orleans pelicans Todd Graffanini, how you doing, man? I'm wonderful, gentlemen, uh, especially after that big win last night. And, you know, John DeShazer and I talked about it after the game had ended. Just, it's a good thing you don't play games on paper. That, yeah. That's really the, the bottom line, because going into it, you're thinking, how in the world are the Pelicans going to match up against a full, fully loaded, if you will, Dallas Mavericks team with Luka Doncic, who, basically averages a triple-double every time he takes the floor against the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, even with a fully loaded Pelican yeah. squad. No no question about it. And to go into that game last night without three of your starters, you know, no B.I., no Zion, no Herb, your best defender. Um, but that's why they play the game. And I tell you, eight and double figures, that's the first time in my Pelicans broadcasting career that's happened. And you needed every single point. Obviously, when you win by two – Everyone contributed in their own way, and it was just uh, – it was. A, I, I know it's early in the season, but you never know, man. It, it was just a really, really fun night in the SKC, and it's good to see really again for the second straight game going back to Sunday in Utah, we've got ourselves a home court environment. Yeah. I mean, there there is a legitimate energy in the building, and you certainly felt it last night. Yeah, I mean – it is early in the season, but I think it speaks to the DNA of the team to to pull out a win like that and to scrap even in the loss against the Jazz. It sort of shows you the complexion of this team. And yeah, luckily I'm not a betting man. Jim, good to see you back. All your fingers are fine. Looks like they're not broken, so I'm guessing you're not a betting man either. <laughs> no, I am not. And you know, by the way, Graf, um, I we need to delve into this a little further, but I believe the eight is tied for the franchise record in terms of players and double figures. Um, PR apparently looked it up and I think they said that four other games in franchise history, there were eight players in double figures. Nine has never happened before. Um, there were a couple very high scoring games in franchise history against the Timberwolves where I thought maybe they had reached eight, nine guys, but that was not the case. Um, so impressive just to be able to get contributions from that many different players. Um, in terms of being able to win in that shorthanded situation, I feel like this is another good sign big picture wise about the way things are turning here, because if you go back in recent years, I think they were on the Pelicans were on the opposite end of that equation a bunch of times where a team would come in here. I remember very specifically, this was coincidentally Dallas did this a few years ago where they had a bunch of guys out and they were playing their second string basically as their starters. And they all came in and had great games, guys like Dwight Powell and JJ Barea, players like that. So, so the Pelicans have, have seen it from the other side a few times where you kind of let your guard down and, and end up losing a game to a team that plays more hungry than you. Um, but I mean, last night I thought that was, that was the Pelicans. They were the team that um, brought it, brought some serious intensity. I mean, you could tell from the first quarter when they scored 40 points that they were ready to play. Kind of led to my next point. And I want to go before the game too, when we talked to Willie Green, Joe and Jim about, you know, he, he is just so positive. He is always so positive and it's all right are we miss we're missing three guys yeah that stinks but it's opportunity 
for somebody else. And we saw it last night, right out of the gate. Jose Alvarado taking it to the rack. Trey Murphy getting his second career start. Doesn't miss a shot. But when you think about it, how many times has Dallas come in here? And another thing we mentioned with Coach Green prior to the game, Dallas is notorious for first quarter knockout blows. Yeah, we outmaved the Mavs. <laughs> no question about it. Two times last year, they came into the Smoothie King Center and just hung a boatload of points on us, and that was it. I mean, they shot 68.7% in a game here last year, which yeah. is a franchise record for the Mavericks. And you're going, they've got to miss a shot. They've got to and they didn't miss. And then Luca in the second game, that was in December. When they came back, Luca went for 49, 15, and 8. And it's like, but 38 points in the first quarter, 37 points in the first quarter. They do that to you. And to turn the tables on the Mavericks was pretty sweet. I mean, a 40-point uh, first quarter is not an easy thing to do, and that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about the depth of the team all season and, and how, how deep this team is, but I cannot think of a better test of that depth than to, to be shorthanded and to face a fully loaded Mavericks team. We were looking at the depth as an advantage of rotations when the, when the team is fully healthy, but never to be tested in terms of non-starters having a start in place of a Brandon Ingram, you know, Zion, uh, Herb Jones, and they definitely stepped up to the table. Can we talk about Dyson Daniels and his first start? To be matched up against Luka when you only had, what, three games played uh, in the preseason? That's quite a test, and I, I couldn't be prouder of the young man. You go to the opportunity. He had an opportunity, and we knew before the game he was going to play, and play he did. And Luka had three turnovers in the ball game, and two of them were Dyson Daniels steals. Uh, there's a lot of crooked numbers in that box score and that line, Jim. And mm -hmm. it, it was, you know, we knew he could play D, but he scored the ball as well. And, yeah. yep. you know, you think what he did in the paint, and he had that nice little hook shot. And it's like, well, I didn't see that in the preseason. Yeah. So uh, for him to take advantage of the opportunity that he got was pretty was pretty awesome. And, look, you, you play like that, guess what? You're going to garner minutes. So I'm now excited to see how he responds from the game against Dallas when we go on this road trip coming up and how many minutes he's going to get because obviously uh, it's going yeah, to be very him. it's going to be very difficult to keep him off the floor. Yeah, we always talk about the silver lining sometimes when there's guys injured and unfortunately they don't always happen. Sometimes, you know, guys don't take advantage of getting more minutes or being in a different role, but Dyson totally did in in every way last night. And I think when you watch him play, we saw this in training camp and preseason there's the eye test with him. You watch him play and you're like, this guy knows how to play basketball. He looks like he belongs. He has a ton of confidence for a guy who's 19 years old and um, is just getting started with everything and really just had G League experience. But the way that he was able to contribute on both ends of the floor last night was huge. And I think just another added to the list of the players that they've acquired the last couple of years through the draft has been unbelievable. And I think last night's game was a, a testament to that. As Joe referenced, you know, we talked a lot about the depth, but that was in the shape of, in the form of everyone's healthy, this team is deep. But it's you see it to even greater degree when you have a bunch of guys out and almost across the board, everyone that played more last night against Dallas than they had previously all played well, all took – took it and ran with it. I mean, Najee Marshall was another guy that got a start last night for the first time this season. Um, 
played 33 minutes and had his best game um, this season and probably his maybe his best game over the last couple of years. So it was great just to see all these guys are under 25 to under some a lot of them are under 23, 22. I mean, to be able to to do that is just a testament to the 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 job that the front office has done in terms of adding young players and a couple players mentioned this in the locker room after the game. Larry Nance was one of them as well that said this, that it's just like for them to be able to do this right now is awesome because obviously you get a great win. You're three and one now. You could have been two and two if you hadn't pulled that win off, but also just looking forward to the future. The the talent base that this team has just continues to expand. I know it stinks about the injuries, but we discussed this after the game. Again, myself and John DeShazer, I mean, this is selfless plug just all over the place right here. (laughs) But it just, it's tough, but we were in this position so many times last year where we had to fill the gaps because guys were out. And when it actually happened again for the first time this year, it's not a shock to the system Mm -hmm. because all these guys had played a lot. Again, we pretty much ran the roster back. So there's no... Oh my goodness, what are we going to, because they've all been in this position before. So it was almost like a business as usual. Now we need to, you know, this business needs to stop yes. with the injuries, <laughs> right. but right. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it, mm-hmm. It's just, they just went, all right, let's, let's get this well, thing done. I mean, done. it's got to be a boost of confidence going forward. You know, hopefully injuries are not, are not a problem going forward, but if this team has to face anyone going forward shorthanded, if you can do that to the Mavericks, I don't think you got to be scared of anyone when you know our second stringers are, are having to fill in at this point. I mean, to, to pass that test gives you so much confidence going into the rest of the season. Look, Dallas should have been 2-0. They gave that game away in Phoenix on opening night. And when I'm telling you, they dismantled the Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. back Who are on no Saturday. slouches. Right? No. Beat by 40 I, I mean, it wasn't even close. And talk mm-hmm. about a knockout blow. They came out and scored 39 in the first quarter, and Memphis went, what What? What just happened? Game <laughs> yeah. over. Mm-hmm. I mean, game over. So, um, yeah, it, I was <laughs> I was, um, I was, was concerned when I watched the game film from, from the Memphis game uh, about, again, look, you're full strength, let's go at it, but you're, you know, the three guys you're missing, you got two, two legitimate scores and your best defender, and you still pulled it out. Yeah, and uh, look, we we don't have any easy games coming up. We're going to be facing the Phoenix Suns. Big win uh, for them against Golden State last night. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and maybe a little extra motivation after playing them in the playoffs. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have a couple of our guys back for that. Looking forward to that game. How do you feel we match up against them with that playoff experience against them last season, and now with the momentum sort of like rolling with us this season? Well, they're playing well, and Devin Booker is really playing well. He had another 30-point game, so he's the first son in the history of the franchise who has three 30-point games in their first four. So he is, you know, very It's early in the season, but he's already in midseason form. The thing about Phoenix that – you know their personnel. It, it, it's not like they're going to surprise you with anything. I mean, it, that playoff series is still very fresh in everybody's mind. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to do anything that's going to surprise you. You just got to out-execute them. They have very good players. Chris Paul is still uh, at playing at a very high level. Um, you know, Bridges can make shots. Booker is is a, an assassin. Yeah. Uh, they've still got Aiton down low. So it, it's not going to be easy, but there's, I mean, 
come on. I mean, we played them tough six games in the playoffs last year, and it's pretty much the same team uh, that they uh, that they rolled out there against us last year. So, I mean, you know, let's go. Friday night, here yeah, we go. I'm ready. Yeah, Joe, I like what you said about, you know, being able to compete with potentially some guys still out of the lineup. I mean, based on what Willie Green said after the game, they're hopeful, optimistic that, maybe one or two or three even of the guys that are out could be back by Friday. But he also said, you know, I can't guarantee anything. We don't really know what's going to be the case. But, I mean, what they did against Dallas was was very encouraging with the group of guys that they have. So hopefully um, we can see similar things. Did we even talk about Trey Murphy in depth? I, I, not really. Briefly. And he yeah. deserves it. Eight for eight. Perfect. Four yeah. for four yes. from distance. Unbelievable. Did not miss a shot. The jump. It's funny, we talked about this a lot, I think, in preseason and training camp, how much of an improvement that he can make and step forward that he could he could achieve this year. But, I mean, I think it's going to be even bigger than we expected or anticipated just to see what he was able to do last night. And also the three-point shooting, the rate that he's on in the regular season, if you add that to what he already did in the preseason, which I know doesn't count, but if you look at – Towards the end whole, of last season. Right, his whole body of work, it's like, man, this guy's arrow is – shooting up big time right now he's a really confident kid already and nights like that are not going to hinder the confidence at uh by any stretch of the imagination it's just it's been a pleasure obviously to see him grow from where he was last year going to birmingham not pouting just getting better and then making those huge shots in the uh, latter stages of the season, the play-in game against the Clippers, and now, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for Trey Murphy. And he even brought out a new, I believe, Jolvenile shirt oh after my. the game in his post-game press conference, so nice. that was great to see as well. One funny quick thing that happened in the post-game, so for people who watched his interview in the media room with the cameras on, he talked about, so I think Rod Walker of the uh, of NOLA.com asked him, have you ever had a game where you didn't miss any shots in your career? And Trey was like, well, yeah, actually, Sacramento last year. So, you know, people were people laughed about that. But so he gets done with his interview. And I think I believe it was his, his mom and dad were in the back of the press conference room. And so as Trey's walking back, walking out of the room, his dad stops him and says, hey, uh, Trey, yeah, you, you know, you were perfect in the Sacramento game, but you only took four <laughs> shots. And everybody just started laughing because it was like just so funny to, to see his uh his dad kind of keep him in check and yeah, keep him humble like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trey Murphy, and, and look, his outside shooting is is great, but he also went to the rack a few times. You know, he actually showed some defense, too. I mean, he's, he's not just a one-dimensional guy, and he's going to get looks. When you have Zion back, when you have Jonas playing there and taking up uh, space in the paint, and then obviously you got to guard C.J. McCollum, you got to guard B.I., Trey's going to get looks. I, I, he, he's a very underrated rebounder as well. At, look, mm-hmm. we played four games. Off the top of my head, I think he's had nine rebounds in two of those games. So he's missed double-doubles literally by one. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a team get have more guys with nine rebounds ever. I mean, we're just, we're this, you know, I'm a big double-double, triple-double. Double, double. Yeah. But it's like, get one more rebound. Look, and in the fourth, they missed a bunch of rebounds they maybe oh, should have gotten. And yeah, still. That, that was my, uh, that that was my moment last night. Let's. You know, Dallas doesn't miss threes, even though we we held them to what thirty percent last night, yeah, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Thirty-one percent. But uh, you know, down the stretch when they were missing those threes, you got to get those rebounds. But you know, mm-hmm. hey, we got away with it. Yeah, I'll take it however we can get it, Jim. Yeah, and one thing too about Trey, I do think that he's intent on proving that he's not just a spot up three point shooter. 
he had one really aggressive drive last night where he dunked it with two hands and dunked it, I think, over somebody or on somebody. Yeah. I mean, he's showing his versatility that he's, but at the same time, it is great to know that you have that release valve of you, you drive it into the paint and a couple guys swarm you and there's Trey, even if he's 30 feet from the basket, it's yeah, looking like a layup line. right now. With, yeah. I mean, with how confident he is and the, just the percentage that he's shooting is unbelievable. So I'd have to, I need to look at the uh, stats. It might be a little too early to start looking at this too in depth, but I mean, he's got to be up there near the top of the league right now and in three point percentage and, and even makes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's looking like a sixth man of the year candidate right now this early. Uh, so we're very excited about Trey Murphy. And again, perfect last night, which is unbelievable. And we needed every single point we could get. Uh, Graf, I know you're about to hit the road for a long stretch here. Uh, so, look, we're, we're girding our loins for this Phoenix game. I think a lot of New Orleanians who still remember the playoffs are looking forward to this one, and we always want to give it to L.A. Yes, 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 we do. Um, it, it's going to be fun again because, you know, <laughs> April's still so fresh in everybody's mind, and how many late nights did everybody back in New Orleans have with those games in Phoenix and the games in L.A. and the play? I mean, so get ready because two of these games, uh, two of the three, uh, will be late night, 9 o'clock on Friday night. That's uh, an ESPN game. Of course, it'll be on Bally's as well with Joel and AD. And then uh, a rare, I mean rare, matinee on Sunday. We're getting a little uh, Pels Saints overlap, if yeah. you will, while the Pelicans are, while we're in uh, LA playing the Clippers, the Saints will be wrapping up their game at home against the Raiders. And then, I mean, that's, that's a tremendous doubleheader right there. And then it's a late night game again on Wednesday against. The Lakers. Yeah, I was saying on the post game last night, you know, in the arena uh, for LA, you'll be able to hear people going, no, when Russ <laughs> shoots a shot. But in the New Orleans night air, you'll hear, yes, <laughs> oh, every time man. he does. It's going to be fun. Yes, it will be. I, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, and then uh, it's another very brief homestand next Friday when uh, we, oh, by the way, the uh, world champs come in next Friday in Golden State and Steph and Clay and Draymond and the whole deal there. So, and then we're back on the road again. So, um, you know, it's all, it's all about get, just stacking wins, man. Just mm -hmm. get wins. I mean, think about it. We're three and one. Last year we were three and 16. So, mm -hmm. I don't foresee a 15-game losing streak for this Pelicans team, no. guys. Mm -hmm. I, I really can't envision that. So we're way ahead of the game where we were a year ago. Absolutely. And this opening, uh, we talked about it on the podcast before, Jim. This opening schedule on paper looked brutal. And to already have three wins, and you very, very well could have had four. You could be perfect against the sure. Jazz. Ke Kelly Olenek is so on my list. Yeah. As is, is Jordan Clarkson oh for that my, three that oh. he made at the uh, Yeah, we got it. All right, you know minute. what? Nope, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. I don't want to think about <laughs> no, it. No, no what ifs. Uh, so, look, we are way ahead of the schedule from where we were last year, and we had a good season last year, so I think it's going to be a great one. So, Graf, thanks for joining us, man, and good luck on the road. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. What a fun talk with Graf. And uh, look, again, I cannot say enough how excited I still am. I still want to do karate kicks uh, about that game last night. I think we were all thinking, like, man, TNT got gypped. You know, they're not getting any Zion. They're not mm -hmm. getting BI. TNT got a show uh, last night in the Smoothie King Center. And seeing the tweets from the national figures uh, talking about the Pelicans, it's beautiful to see, Jim. It really is, and I think the recognition of, once again, going back to the playoffs last year, people 
really perked up when they saw the crowd and they saw the atmosphere in New Orleans and they say, man, they these guys have something good going where you, you tune in and you hear how loud it was. I heard, I saw people tweeting that you were know, just watching the game on TV and saying like, man, these guys are, this, these fans are really into the game. And I think, especially the last five, six minutes, maybe the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. it was, it felt like the playoffs, you know, the same way it did Sunday night, I think throughout the game where it just felt like a playoff crowd. Yeah, look, known hater Kendrick Perkins was even tweeting, damn, it's rocking in that Smoothie King Center arena like it's the playoffs and Willie Green is my coach of the year. We want you to hop on the bandwagon. There's still plenty of room. Do it. Uh, now, look, Jim, we're, we're, we're rolling into this, this West Coast swing uh, with some wind in our sails, and there's a lot to look forward to, a lot of hope, a lot of optimism that maybe we can get some of our starters back as well. After this big uh, victory with, with not our starters, uh, three of the five out, what do you have to look forward to in this, in this West Coast swing? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to talk about this maybe in the, the – trip more in detail on Friday's show, but I mean, it, I think it's going to be a really interesting kind of fascinating road trip based on the opponents that you're playing against Phoenix. As we talked about earlier, you've got the Clippers on Sunday and then you have the Lakers who are obviously are sorting through a lot of issues right now. And, and the a lot Clippers of potentially may be sorting through some issues as well. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard apparently flew back to LA and didn't play in the game against OKC last night, which ended up being a thun- the Thunder's first win and the Clippers loss. And then they play them again Thursday night. And I believe that after that, the next game the Clippers play is Sunday afternoon at 2 Central against New Orleans. So, I mean, we hope to see the Pelicans back at full strength or closer to Mm -hmm. it. But, I mean, the Clippers might not be. That's an issue that they've had problems with. It's a them problem. That's what I'd like to say. Yeah, I think I think Graf likes to say that as well. So. Yes, yes, just biting my man's style here. But yes, <laughs> it's definitely a them problem, and we will take any shorthandedness they have to give us, uh, and hopefully they'll be a little deflated after that loss. Uh, and then, of course, we cannot wait to see the Lakers. <laughs> and speaking of the Lakers, Joe, uh, for my one thing to know, this is Western Conference Wednesday, as as you know, is Indeed. A, a tradition that dates back, I think, all the way to last week. Yes. So a hollow we're, tradition. We're, we're, we're building this. Um, there's three games in the West tonight that I think are really interesting that people can kind of pay attention to. Um, Lakers at Denver is at nine o'clock central on ESPN. Lakers are zero and three. Denver's had a really interesting kind of up and down start to their season, but obviously, people in the Gulf South are going to be wearing Nuggets colors tonight during that game and rooting for them and hoping to see the Lakers drop to 0-4. Absolutely. And there's a two other games quickly in the West tonight that I think are pretty interesting in that they're rematches from games that happened earlier this week. The Spurs really shocked the Timberwolves in the f- first game of, of a baseball series two days ago or, or last night and uh, Monday night, and then they play again Wednesday We'll see if the Timberwolves can bounce back after they were down by, I, I believe, 30-something to San Antonio. Spurs have been quite a surprise story yeah. based on how they've done. And the other game is Houston against Utah. We talked about Utah a lot from the game Sunday. The Jazz actually suffered their first loss of the season to the Rockets on Good. Monday. <laughs> that game was in Houston. The game tonight, Wednesday, is in Utah. So I'm curious to see what happens if, if Utah bounces back. I mean... People were very shocked that they started the season 3-0, and but then they lose to a Houston team that hadn't won a game prior to that point. So now they're playing the Rockets again. I'll be curious to see if you know Utah kind of restores the way that they played in the first few games and says, you know, we're 
were way better than everyone predicted or if you know Houston can hang in that game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, so so keep an eye out. Uh, again, follow Todd Graffinini at NTGraff on Twitter. He's always got some fun stuff to say. Follow Jim Eichenhofer at Jim underscore Eichenhofer, and you can catch me on Twitter at jcar504. The podcast is presented, as always, by SeatGeek. Uh, coming up on the next podcast, we will have writer Christian Clark, uh, who's going to be joining us. Uh, he's always a fun time as well, so you're going to want to tune into that. And thank you for joining us on the Pelicans podcast. Until then, go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 